No, those are not Chinese spy balloons floating over Texas and Oklahoma. Pilots from around the world are competing in a balloon race. So is that, do we, did we come up with a new term? Good old fashioned balloon yeah, race. Good old fashioned <laughs> balloon race there. Brewers got, or the Packers got balloon race uh. last night. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Coming up on 612 this Tuesday morning, did you find out more about what we were talking yesterday on the on the AI girlfriend? Yeah, I, I did some research. If my real? intelligence is artificial, then why am I smarter than you? Okay, so this is actually becoming a concern. AI-powered virtual companions are on the rise. You ever see the movie Her with Joaquin Phoenix? Mm, it's actually, don't think it's, so. It's eye-opening. It's probably 10 years old now. Anyway, he falls in love with a, an operating system on his phone. Like So he sits and talks to his phone all the time. Okay, which anyway, sounds silly, but... But, yeah, so popular apps like Replica. They have more than 10 million downloads that lets users create AI-powered digital companions... To serve as virtual friends, partners, spouses, siblings. So what they're finding is people are downloading this app, you pay for it, and then you're busy, you talk and communicate with this AI model that will slowly blend in and become the get to know the you a being bit. that you want to yeah. be because they're AI. So they'll obviously uh, interact the way you want them to. Ha ha ha. You're so funny. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This sounds nice. In the last year, (laughs) several replica users have reported being in love, engaged in an exclusive relationship, even getting married to their AI partners. Yes. Please tell me more about your fantasy football team. This is becoming a thing (laughs) where they're so concerned about it, like especially for males. They say females generally aren't, aren't they're not seeing the signs of this. They're not males, falling in love with their phones. Males are showing more loneliness percentages, and more of them are falling in love with these types of, or at least they're using these types of apps to communicate and to get any kind of dopamine effect, I guess. So that's happening. I'm now. not nagging you. <laughs> <laughs> the website's interesting. Yeah, you're on it already. An AI <laughs> companion who's eager to learn and would love to see the world through your eyes. But think about that, Debbie. Think about how this app would interact with you and talk to you, and it would do everything you want it to do. And what I mean by that is that, that it would engage the way that you want to be engaged I by. think that's a great parking spot. Right I here can't is perfect. wait to meet your mother. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great parking spot. That's There's, good. That's does deep it cut ever right get there. into a fight with you, though? No, that's, well, that's see, the point. See, but that's point. the thing. It's like, isn't that extra little friction... Exciting. So or? that's a good point, though, Debbie. I bet you probably could, though. I bet if if it wants that, if you find that you need a little bit of a you know rub or whatever, it probably works on figuring that out. It learns how to do that. Stop laughing. Oh my gosh! It has video calls, so yeah. you'd like talk to the avatar. Call up anytime to see a friendly face. Holy cow. And this has happened where, like, there's been conversations about whether or not this is cheating. Bullseye. Because <laughs> there are people that are actually using this and, like, falling in love with it and, like, talking to their AI partner about leaving their spouse. Are you talking to Jane again? Yeah. Well, she's nice. <laughs> she says nice things to me. Sorry. Are my hands cold? <laughs> 615 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Why are you laughing at me? That is a great parking spot.
time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. A rough stretch of football in Green Bay unfortunately rolls on. The Packers had multiple chances on offense down the stretch Monday night in Las Vegas, but could never get the go-ahead score, falling to the Raiders by a final score of 17-13. to Four-man rush. Love. End zone. Intercepted. Good night. Picked off by Amik Robertson. Joe Buck on the call for ESPN as Jordan Love had a night he will soon want to forget. Maybe the worst night of his young career. The first-year starter finishing the day going 16 of 30 for 183 yards with three interceptions, including the one you just heard there to, in the end zone to end the game following that performance on Monday night. Love spoke post-game on what he needs to do to put this team in a better position to win some games. Just decision-making with the ball. Um, you know, that one was a, a very bad read, obviously. The guy sitting right there threw right to him. Um, you know, the one later in the game that got tipped. You know, the DB made a good play. He broke on it, but, you know, still kind of forcing that one in there. Just kind of progress on in the last one. You know, just trying to make a play to go win the game. But, uh, yeah, I've got to be better. I've got to take care of the ball. Not taking the ball hurts our team. So, um, you know, I've got to be better in that area. Vinny, Eric, what did you guys uh, take away from that from that Jordan Love performance last night? <laughs> hey, but it's expected, right? I mean, as a, as a new quarterback, there's going to be this ups and downs, unfortunately. And he'll right? have probably another two or three more of these games. <laughs> I mean, it's just <laughs> well, true. You're the youngest roster in the NFL, yeah. the youngest receiver room in the history of the NFL. Like, it's good, you're going to have these mistakes. However, the Raiders were really bad. It was very dis- disappointing. Can I get an AI football team? <laughs> <laughs> I bet you could. Touchdown again. <laughs> The Packers have now lost two games in a row, and with the bye week coming up next, head coach Matt LaFleur has his work cut out. Obviously searching for a little bit of answers right now. I think this week will give us an opportunity to kind of go back. You know, I thought we did that over the the mini-bye, but we got to find something to get us going, to jumpstart us. You know, we've got to look at everything defensively and give credit to Patrick Graham and, and their staff. They definitely they did a better job than we did. The loss to the Raiders now drops the Packers to 2-3 and three on the season as they head into their bye week. Their next game will come October 22nd in Denver. The Arizona Diamondbacks are just one win away from a trip to the NLCS. This after beating the Dodgers on Monday night by a final score of 4-2. to And the Braves tying up their series with the Phillies at a game apiece after a come-from-behind 5-4 to four victory on Monday night. The Brewers, just the good luck charm for the yep. <laughs> for I'm any team. You, those guys are going to be in the World Series. They are. Coming up live from the White House as the president prepares to address the nation on the strikes on Israel. That is next. This morning, more airstrikes in Gaza. Israeli fighter jets hit more than 200 targets in areas used by Hamas retaliation for the weekend attack on Israel. Hundreds dead, more than 100 civilian hostages taken by Hamas, among them women, children, possibly several Americans. President Joe Biden expected to address the nation at noon our time today. ABC News White House correspondent Karen Travers with us live for the White House once again this morning. Karen, on those potential American hostages, the White mm-hmm. House had not confirmed that. Any further clarity from overnight on that situation? No, and John Kirby, a national security spokesman, was just on Good Morning America and, again, had no more details on that, just saying that it is likely, but they don't know exactly if there are uh, and don't have anything more to say on that. The president's statement said yesterday that the administration believes it is likely that American citizens may be among those held hostage by Hamas. And the president said he's directed his team to work with Israeli counterparts on every aspect of the hostage crisis, and that includes sharing intelligence and deploying experts 
reports from across the U.S. government to consult with and advise the Israelis on recovery efforts. The FBI says it's working with Israeli officials on that, uh, but it's not clear still uh, if there are or how many Americans are among the kidnapped. You mentioned yesterday, and we're talking with Karen Travers, ABC News White House correspondent. Uh, when we spoke, the American carrier group deployed to the Eastern Mediterranean as world leaders now also are condemning this attack, pledging support for Israel. Is there clarity on how the U.S. is prepared to use our own naval and air power? Is that group there to act as a deterrent to escalation, or could we see American fighter jets somehow engaged in this battle in Gaza? Yeah, it's a deterrent. That's, you know, the sense that we have right now. Uh, The U.S. is surging supplies, weapons, and air defenses to the region. The Gerald Ford has many fighter jets on it. It's being deployed off the coast of Israel. And then there are other warships that will also be in the eastern Mediterranean. And and it's meant to be there as a deterrent to Iran and its proxies. And, of course, there are concerns now about this spreading to a different front with Hezbollah uh, in Lebanon and what that might mean. Now, the question, of course, is does not U.S. aircraft carrier act as a successful deterrent? Does that make any difference, given that this is somewhat of a standard response in these types of situations? We'll see. Uh, But, you know, Iran, Hezbollah know what the U.S. capabilities are, and uh, that powerful message by sending those ships there, we'll see what that does. I was wondering about that, Karen. How do you fight Hamas? The U.S. or the Israelis? Just in general, like how do you attack this terrorist group that it seems to hide among citizens? It seems to be in all these different places. How how do you go about that process? I mean, the the Israelis are taking out buildings, taking out command centers uh, that they believe that Hamas is headquartered in or working out of. And I think we've seen over the last couple of days, like they're planning, uh, I mean, what they've done with their airstrikes and then also planning a full on uh, ground incursion at some point very soon. Uh, Karen, one other thing, there are criticisms of the administration for the recent deal to unfreeze that six billion dollars in Iranian assets in that swap for U.S. prisoners, that it could have emboldened Iran and thereby Hamas or others to carry out this attack. The White House pushing back on that, saying the two events are not connected. And the White House, you know, for now is saying that that money has not been moved yet. The money has not been released and it has not been touched. It still remains in a bank in Doha, an account in Doha. And the White House insists that the revenue can't be used by Iran for anything else other than humanitarian purposes. That There's going to be strict oversight on it. The criticism, the question that still remains, and we'll see if we can get this today when we see uh, more White House officials today doing briefings, if Iran knows they have money coming in, for humanitarian purposes as part of this deal, do you shift money to other purposes elsewhere? And that's been the big criticism from Republicans on this. In terms of Iranian involvement of this, the White House is still saying this morning that there is no direct uh, evidence of that at this point, but still pointing out that Iran has been broadly complicit in the past with their history of support for Hamas. ABC News White House correspondent Karen Travers. Thanks again for your time this morning, Karen. Packers fans, we got to sit on this one for a while. When we'll see the team take the field next when Brandon Snide has sports at 645. All right, so there's a way to celebrate your love for pumpkin spice latte and your nostalgia. Besides for... ordering one? <laughs> yeah. Now you can wear it on your sleeve and on your front and on your back, literally. Starbucks is celebrating the 20th anniversary of its seasonal pumpkin spice latte drink with limited edition varsity jackets. That, so like you know, like letter jackets. It's a letter yeah. jacket that has like leaves on it. it says PSL on one side, has the Starbucks logo on there. 
Uh, I have to admit, I'm not, I'm not buying the jacket. And what I mean by that, well, I'm not buying the jacket. <laughs> Literally not buying it. It's, it's like brown, to brown beige tones. Yeah, and I, I, the, it doesn't speak to me color-wise. There. There's a bunch of leaves on the sleeves. Do you have to earn the leaves? No, it's not like <laughs> Just that. Just like, like you earn your yeah, letter in like, sports? Nope, nope. Uh, so $300. After 100 cups of PSLs, you earn one leaf? And do enough people know what PSL means? Is that just common now for pumpkin spice latte? I mean, it looks like initials on this jacket. <laughs> anyway, so they go on order at 10 a.m. If you'd like to link, you can find it, I'm sure. Starbucks all the way is also going to debut a curated playlist of 2003's biggest hits. So you can hear the story, hear the music of 2003, or just go to Spotify right now. And right, type we need in Starbucks to- <laughs> for that too. They are taking over the world. 6:39 yes. on Wisconsin's morning news. Nice job with the air conditioning, whoever. I know it's the oldest bit in radio to complain about the studio conditions, right? But it is 81 degrees in here. Well, it's not 81 outside, so let's enjoy the warmth in here. It's about 110 degrees in this room. It's not, but it's... So many uses. Got a thing coming up this week. Want to let you know about Thursday night. Big fundraiser in Waukesha County for Blessings in a Backpack. It's a signature charity of one of our great WTMJ partners here, Johnson & Sons Paving. I'm going to be serving as MC for the annual Bridge the Gap Gala Thursday night. I spoke with board member Regina Estrada about why they call it that and what they do. We provide food to kids on the weekends. We want to bridge the gap between Fridays at 3 and Mondays at 8 when they'll go home to some level of food insecurity. They've gotten the free and reduced lunches during the week, and now we're trying to be an adjunct to the food that their parents can provide them. And you're serving a number of schools in in Waukesha County. This year, we're going to hit 41 schools in Waukesha County. All of the elementary schools in Waukesha, plus La Casa de Esperanza, we're going to be in Menominee Falls, Sussex, Oconomowoc, Heartland Lakeside, and Kettle Moraine. I think so many people would be surprised to learn that there's that level of need in Waukesha County. You know what, Vince? This has been this has been the story from the get-go. It's it is hard to believe. Waukesha County is the second most affluent county in Wisconsin, and what we've what we've told people is these are the kids in your own backyards. Mm-hmm. You don't know what goes on, right? You you're driving to work, and some of these kids standing at the school bus could be hungry kids, mm-hmm. and and the need is great in Waukesha County. Bridge the Gap Gala is Thursday night. It's at the Milwaukee Marriott West. It's going to be a great evening. I know they still may have a few seats available. You're going, right? I will be there. Nice. You're going to be there, too. Yeah. Do you want to assist me in any way, or you want to just have <laughs> your dinner? Me, do you want me to jeer <laughs> you? <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, right. Just don't make it worse for you, okay? <laughs> right. Don't make it harder for me. If you want to support Blessings in the Backpack, learn blessings in a backpack learn more about what they do and our great partners at johnson and sons paving you can text the word blessing b-l-e-s-s-i-n-g to the old national bank talk and text line blessing to 855-616-1620 we'll send you the link brandon's got sports coming up next time for an update from the gruber law offices one call that's all sports desk here's brandon snide the Packers fell to the Raiders on Monday night in Las Vegas. This one by a final score of 17-13. to The loss to the Raiders drops the Packers to 2-3 and on the season, headed into their bye week. Their next game will come on October 22nd in Denver. The Arizona Diamondbacks beat the Dodgers by a final score of 4-2 to take a commanding two games and then lead in the NLDS. 
And the Braves tied up their series with the Phillies at a game apiece and it come from behind victory 5-4. to four. The Bucks are back in action tonight as they take on the Grizzlies in Memphis. Tune in right here on WTMJ beginning at 6 p.m. for Bucks Shootaround. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. It's only October 10th, and it only took five weeks without Aaron Rodgers for the questions to start trickling in around head coach Matt LaFleur. After starting the season 2-1, and one, the Packers have now lost two in a row, and the offense looks nothing short of horrendous. LaFleur was a significant reason why Rodgers won his last two MVPs. His offense is a QB-friendly system that allows guys to break open quite often. For some reason, this has not been the case this season. Is it the play calling? Is it the scheme? Could it be first-year starter Jordan Love? Sure, I guess it could be a little bit of all those things, but it's on the head coach to make the necessary adjustments and changes if need be. That, so far, has not been the case. The play calling, if we're being honest, has probably been the most frustrating part of all of this. Another issue with LaFleur is his unique ability to not have his team ready to play. Countless times in big games, his team comes out Flat, out prepared and out coached. Maybe the most significant factor of the Heat being tossed LaFleur's way was his decision to retain Joe Barry as this team's defensive coordinator. The defense has shown nothing but inconsistencies and vulnerabilities over the past two seasons, raising questions each passing week about whether changes are needed. Last season, players had to vocally voice their displeasure just to get a simple change in philosophy. As the Packers aim for playoff success, the spotlight is intensifying on Matt LaFleur, and his ability to address these issues will be crucial in determining determining not only his future, but the team's future. The pressure in Green Bay is and should be mounting, and with winnable games in the coming weeks, LaFleur must find answers for his struggling team. If he is unable to do that, that pressure will only increase. Program, two-time sports writer of the year for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Lori Nickel is still in Ireland this morning. I think it's the greatest <laughs> load of pumps and wumps. All the Americans are over here. Oh my God, I love this. I love Ireland. <laughs> and Lori is live with us from overseas at the moment. They still loving you over there, Lori? Oh yeah, everybody except the farmers. Yep, everybody's good. <laughs> hey, uh, any chance you saw any of the Packer game overnight? I know it was what, what it would have been two in the morning, probably your time. You know we lost, right? Yeah, I know you lost. Yeah, it would have ended around 4.30 in the morning here. But, yeah, I saw all the highlights and stuff. That's kind of crazy. Good thing you didn't bother uh, getting up for it. Yeah, no, 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 no. I watched the YouTube highlights this morning. (laughs) So, hey, can you tell us, did you end up uh, deciding to drive the vehicle over there? We had discussed that last week, that on your trip you were going to take the wheel. That's right. Yeah, only temporarily, no. Now Matt's back driving, which is just fine. I was just lecturing him, though, on six shift driving, but and he loves that. He really appreciates that uphill <laughs> in the remote mountains of County Donegal. So, no, it's but it's driving here is fun. Um, it's, it's just part of it. It's easier than I thought. So what have you all seen over there? I mean, like, you've really gotten out in the countryside. I know you like to, to bike and to run and to hike and do all those things. Uh, how's that going? Right. There's everything. Well, the first week I did this bus tour with banjo players. <laughs> um, no, I don't play banjo. And so we went visited every pub in Clare County and listened to two concerts a day. And what's crazy about that is that, you know, you have like five of the best musicians in the whole country playing for 30 people. It's just crazy. Um, and then we did all the stops along the way. So I've seen a lot of 
really neat things and heard a lot of great music. Um, then yesterday, you know, I followed the guidebook. I bought one of those Rick Steves guidebooks that says, enjoy this really easy, flat, 26-mile um, bikeway in Northern Ireland or Western Ireland. And I thought, oh, no problem. And it ended up being one of the toughest bike rides I've ever done. And I've used every Irish swear word that I've learned on the trip. So <laughs> that was an absolute challenge. And that's where me and the farmers made me not so happy with each other. So what was it, the elevation that caused the issue, just the up and yeah. down? Well, first of all, the bike that I got looked like it should have come right out of old world Wisconsin. It had room for my petticoat to go down you know, <laughs> between the handlebars. And, you know, so we were averaging like eight and a half miles an hour. And I am a cyclist. I mean, this is not like something new to me. Um, I have bikes through the mountains of Tuscany and, and races and stuff like that. But then half the route, you know, the route was closed in several parts. So we were sent on detours. And there was one detour where I swear... I didn't see a goat or a bird or a farmer or a cow or a bumblebee, nothing. We are in the middle of nothing upon nothing. And I'm starting to freak out thinking I don't have enough water. I don't have a cell signal. And what do you think happened? Two minutes later, three people go whizzing by on their e-bikes. They're all from Madison, Wisconsin. They're yep. <laughs> cruising by on the detour, no problem. <laughs> and um, But we were just in some of the most remote areas and so it ended up being 40 miles and a 3,000 elevation climb 3,000 foot elevation climb in the end and it took I think four and a half hours something like that it was awful <laughs> but it was all the coolest stuff ever it was just gorgeous so we mentioned the the people the Irish people and you mentioned of course running into Wisconsinites which you do all over the planet earth so uh, like what's what's next for you you, you got to be coming home soon right no, actually, right now we're going, we're, I'm not coming home till Sunday, going to hit um, Northern Ireland next, which is, of course, different than the Republic. Um, today, we're looking at more, we're in a really remote part of Ireland right now, looking at more cliffs and stuff like that. I'm surprised I can even talk to you. Um, so, but I want to get into the history of the Troubles, so we're going to do dairy. Ireland and um, Belfast before we go back to Dublin. If any fans out there from uh, of Dairy Girls, the TV show, let me know. You know, maybe I'll get you a T-shirt or something. It's like one of the best shows ever on Netflix. But, yeah, I have to see some of the history and, and stuff first before I go back. Hey, Lori, have you heard anything uh, about the Israel situation? Has that been dominating the headlines yeah. there like it is here? Yeah, that's kind of – I feel kind of guilty we're having all this fun and watching all that Yes, it's terrible. You know, um, yeah, it's very easy to follow the news here. And everybody here is very interested in, in world news, especially what's going on in the States and, and that sort of thing. And then hearing this war break out is just absolutely heartbreaking. People like to talk about a lot of things here, and politics is definitely one of them. Well, continued safe travels, and I uh, look forward to talking with you when you are back. Thanks so much, guys. Best wishes to you.